Um, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Parul Modi, like uh, Stephanie just uh, gave the introduction. I uh, am a derm PA. I uh, practice uh, clinical dermatology as well as uh, cosmetic dermatology in uh, New York and uh, in Staten Island and New Jersey. Um, so today we are here. I uh, represent uh, Leo Pharmaceutical, a uh, company who is uh, sponsoring this presentation. The uh, speakers are presenting on behalf of uh, Leo Pharma and are being compensated by Leo for this presentation. Uh, and they are presenting the information that is consistent with the FDA guidelines. Uh, so today we are going to speak, I'm going to talk to you about uh, Picado as well as Teclonex. From uh, my experience, which I've used a tremendous amount of uh, Picado as, as well as Teclonex. Um, if you have any questions, uh, I would like you to reserve it, uh, you know, for the last as I'm going to time constraint here was specifically told you have to finish within one hour, so here I am under the pressure. Um, before I start talking about uh, Picado or uh, Teclonex, I would like to know if anybody, and this is one quick question I'll take, someone can tell me what's the U.S. population? I guess no one, huh? No one knows what's the U.S. population. Uh, <laughs> that was the tricky question. It's 315 million out of which 57 million is estimated to have actinic keratosis. Um, Eight million get treated for actinic keratosis. So if you were to take a guess, it's one in six of us right now in this room is going to get actinic keratosis during the lifetime. 65% of squamous cell carcinomas arose from a previously diagnosed AK and 97% of the lab specimens for SCCs were associated with a contiguous AK at the periphery or within squamous cell. So that brings me to the presentation of Picado today. It's a two and three day dosing for AK. Uh, today's objectives will be case discuss based profiles for patients with actinic keratosis, review the current treatment practices for AK, present clinical data for Picado, uh, review uh, Picado gel, which is going to be for the 0.015% for the face and scalp. Review the efficacy and safety information. Show clinical photographs of the patient before and after the treatment of Picado. So let's start with the uh, case presentation. We are going to take two case presentations. First one, we'll start with uh, treatment of a naive patient who has never been diagnosed with AK. And the second case I'm going to discuss is a patient with recurrent scalp actinic keratosis. So the first case study is uh, Susan M., who is a 49-year-old female, non-Hispanic, Fitzpatrick skin type 2, school teacher in Texas, is active outdoor, recreation, she loves cycling, bird watching, presents with a complaint of a rough, flaky skin on the cheek. And I'm sure we all, um, you know, have similar patients. The, the key points over here is she's a school teacher. She likes, she lives in Texas. It's summertime. You know, this is where um, we, these are the points to note. Um, past medical history of this patient is uh, no prior history of actinic keratosis or skin cancer. As I said, she was uh, never been diagnosed with AK. Not familiar what AK is as a disease of accumulative sun damage 
uh, and worked as a beach lifeguard during college. How would you treat this patient? So first dermatologic clinical assessment is eight discrete non-hypertrophic AKs in a 25 square centimeter area on her cheek. First diagnosis of AK. How would you counsel this patient regarding the treatment options of AK on her cheek? Do you have patients have their input on the treatment choice? I think so. It plays a big role, you know, because you could write what you want to write as far as prescriptions go, but, you know, the patient has to be uh, agreeing to the treatment. And what are the treatment concerns considering the warm climate of her location? So treatment options do we have? What do we have for AKs here? There's the field therapy option, uh, which is... Um, one thing you can consider for this patient, or you could do a lesion-directed therapy. But why would you choose a field therapy and why not? Is she a perfect candidate for a field therapy? What would you expect Susan to achieve uh, efficacy documented in the field therapies? What are the barriers that possibly can interfere with achieving such results? There, like I mentioned, the field uh, therapy versus the lesion-directed uh, therapy. Cryosurgery is obviously the most commonly used modality of the treatment that we all do for AKs. Um, and then you have the uh, next one, which is the field therapy uh, that we treat both for visible lesions and the defined surrounding uh, sun damage areas. So what are your topical treatments that are currently available in the market for actinic keratosis? Uh, one, you have the fluorouracil 0.5% uh, up to four weeks once daily, which is also known as uh, Carec. Next one you have is fluorouracil 5%, two to four weeks twice daily, which is Ephidex. Then you have the Imicumard 2.5 and 3.75%, uh, which is uh, two weeks on, two weeks off, two weeks on, once daily, uh, which is also known as uh, Zyclera. Then you have the Imi Kumad 5%, uh, 16-week treatment, BID dosing, uh, which is your Aldera. Then you have the Diclofenac sodium, which is uh, 3%, 60 to 90 days treatment, twice daily, which is Solarase. And the last but not least, the Inginol uh, Mebutate, which is uh, Picado, 0.015 and 0.05% three days or two days, once daily, depending on the location. Which brings me to the next slide here, which uh, I'm going to discuss the indication and use of Picado. It's uh, indicated for the uh, topical treatment of actinic keratosis. It's available in two strengths. One is 0.015%, uh, which is for um, the AKs on the face and scalp has to be applied once daily for three consecutive days. And uh, the next one is on the trunk and extremity, which is once also for two days. In clinical studies, the efficacy was assessed at 57 days. Um, and one note to not to forget that it has to be refrigerated to be um, effective. Because a lot of times I had some patients that said, oh, uh, we got the thing, we never got it, you know, in the refrigerated package from the pharmacy or whatever. If that happens, it's not going to have the same effective, you know, treatment results.
All right, so um, here I'm going to go over a few important uh, safety data information for uh, both 0.015 and 0.05. The topical use, uh, only it's only for the topical use, not for oral, ophthalmic, or intravaginal use. The um, eye disorders, including severe eye pain, eyelid edema, eyelid ptosis, periorbital edema, can occur after exposure. Patients should wash their hands well after applying Piquero gel and avoid the transfer of the drug to periauricular area during or after application. In case of an accidental exposure, please flush the eyes with water and seek medical care. Severe skin reactions in the treated areas of the face and scalp, trunk extremities, including erythema, flaking, scaling, crusting, swelling, vesiculations, pustulations, erosions, ulcerations can occur after the application. Administration of Piquedo gel is not recommended until the skin is healed from any previous drug or surgical treatment. The most common adverse reactions observed in clinical trials on the face and scalp were more than equal to 2%, which were local skin reactions of 94%, application site pain of 15%, application site pruritus at 8%, Application site infection of 3%, periorbital edema 3%, headache of 2%. The most common adverse reaction observed in the clinical trials on the trunk and extremity, again, were two or more percent of the local uh, skin reactions as to 92%. Uh, pretty similar to the ones like you can see over here with the face and scalp. You had the pruritus at 8%. Um, Site irritation of 4%, nasal, nasopharyngitis of 2%, which was uh, not uh, in the uh, face and scalp, and application site pain of 2%. There are no adequate or well-controlled studies of Piquedo gel in pregnant women. It should be used during pregnancy only if the potential benefit justifies the potential risk to the fetus. Safety and effectiveness of Piquedo gel for AK in the patients less than 18 years have not been established. So this slide takes me to the, I'm going to go over some safety and efficacy in the phase three studies they conducted. So let me start with the first study here. They had a complete, this is a study one where you can see 37% after the use of Piquedo at 57 days, was a study, you know, the study was conducted for 57 days. They had a complete clearance. What is a complete clearance that was defined as? A proportion of the patient with no clinical visible AK lesions in the treatment area at day 57. 37% had a complete clearance in study one and 47% had a complete clearance in study two compared to the vehicle being two and five. Looking at these numbers, it seems kind of low when you see the um, other products in the market that you know comes up with 80% and 90%, but just bear in mind over here, they are talking about a complete clearance of the actinic, actinic keratosis lesions. It is not talking about the median lesion reductions that is usually talked about in the other studies of other products. So it's not median reduction, it's a complete clearance. Next study, what they did was a partial clearance in, um, in which they did, you can see how the number started to jump up from 37% to 60%. 
And the partial clearance here was defined as patients with more than equal to 50, uh, 75% of the clearance of the actinic keratosis lesions. So here from 37, it jumped to 60, and from 47, it jumped to 68%. And the vehicle had 7 and 8%. So this um, slide, what they did over here was in the study, they included the local skin reactions criteria. They took six criterias and they graded from grade one through four. If you notice, this dark pink segment are the, um, is basically grade four, which is very severe reactions. And the rest was anywhere from grade one to grade three. 24% uh, of um, the subjects complained of grade four erythema at 57 days. Um, am I correct? Yeah, right, 57, yes. During this phase of the study. So that was 24%. You had the flaking of 9% as grade four, crusting of 6%, swelling was 5%, uh, vesiculation five, and ulceration was only Oh, ulceration was 0%. So majority of the patient, which you see 94, 85%, 80, 79, complained anywhere from grade one to grade three of the local uh, skin reactions. Here they um, looked at upon application of picado of the, on the face and scalp, typically occurred, the local skin reactions typically occurred within first day of the treatment initiation, like you can see here, very first day it started to peak, at four day it was really peaked, and by two weeks it pretty much, which is day 15, uh, it started to completely sort of resolve. The peak intensity per my clinical experience, I've seen patients say it's one week, you know, so I usually tell them to use the product where they don't have any functions coming up. Um, one week usually is the downtime, two weeks they tend to resolve. I usually try to follow up with those patients in like right about three weeks. This is just showing you the example of the picture. On day one, you take six lesions. Day four, this is the erythema and some flaking that starts to occur. Day eight, day 15, you see pretty much, you can not see any more erythema left. 29 and 57. This is a composite score, which what it means in lay term means basically at day four and day 15, all they mainly was reporting was erythema that persisted. Um, the rest of the uh, reactions as far as flaking, crusting, swelling, and vesiculations were pretty much resolved. These are some um, adverse uh, reactions for the face and scalp. This is in addition to the local skin reactions where they just asked patients and they had 2% or more, which reported 15% uh, of the patients had reported for Picado gel. They had some pain at the site. Vehicle was zero. This is all pretty much not significant as far as the vehicle, but this application at the pruritus was 8%, site infection 3%, periorbital edema 3%, headache of 2%. No serious adverse uh, events uh, were related to the study. There was one subject in the group that had to discontinue due to adverse um, event related to the treatment. 
Now we'll go to the uh, next case here. Uh, Philip is a uh, 56-year-old uh, non-Hispanic male skin type uh, 2, resides in New Jersey, is active in outdoor recreation, makes an appointment with his dermatologist in July, presents with AKs on his scalp. Philip has uh, received um, cryosurgery in past during last 10 years for the AKs on his scalp, has been treated uh, for the AK on his chest with uh, imicumoid uh, within the last year, suspects he has new AKs. He wants treatment, concerned about the duration of the uh, topical dosing and uh, the accompanying, of course, the local uh, skin reaction. This is your typical case that uh, presents, and I have had similar patients presenting to me, where they come in July or August, they love to do the golf or uh, playing outside, I mean, uh, any kind of outdoor activities, and um, their first question is, is this going to restrict my, you know, playing golf? Because I, I don't want to give up that. And this is where I personally think, how would you specifically treat this kind of a patient? And remember, he has recurrent, recurrence of AKs, so you kind of want to hit more than just the visible lesions that are exhibiting on his uh, scalp. If uh, on this patient, the dermatologic clinical assessment was eight discrete non-hypertrophic AKs in a 25 square centimeter area of his scalp, how would you handle his concerns regarding the length of therapy and how would you counsel this patient regarding the topical options for his AKs? So this particular patient where I see a fit therapy for him is uh, Picato, number one, it being a short um, dosing as far as three days, once a day. And one of the biggest advantage on this one would be that Picato does not cause photosensitivity or phototoxicity even with the application and if had to go and play golf. So basically, statistically, with this treatment of AK on the face and scalp, as you can see, it's a complete partial clearance, once daily dose for three days, uh, two weeks as far as uh, skin uh, reaction, um, local skin reaction resolution, severe reactions can occur, generally is resolved within uh, 15 days. And in clinical trials, like I said, no photosensitivity or phototoxicity is ob was observed in the patients for Picado. They um, further studied these patients after the 57-day complete clearance was uh, achieved. They studied the same patients over additional 12 months. And the recurrence was evaluated, determining the percent of patients with any lesions occurrence in the treatment area, whether new or recurrent. What this means is 54% of people had recurrence of AKs in the treated area and 50% in the trunk, on the trunk and extremity. The way I would read this graph is the opposite, 46% of people in the treated actinic keratosis area did not get a re new lesions. So 46% at 12 months were free from AKs, and 50% as far as the trunk and extremity goes were free from actinic keratosis over 12 months. Usually, just so that you know, eight weeks is when a new lesion can reoccur or a new lesion can pop up on a normal situation. Here they had 46% and 50% that did not have a recurrence in the treated area with Picado. 
So the picado, this is how the patient usually gets their tubes when they get it in mail or when they go pick it up at the pharmacy. You have the three-day, once-daily dosing, and two-day, which is for the uh, trunk and extremity. Um, basically, it comes with the pictures and, obviously, the instructions on the uh, tube to open it up, squeeze it, uh, to be not used more than the treatment that was indicated by the physician as you cannot spread it thin. You have to treat 25 centimeter square area at any given time. Um, please make sure you tell the patients to just use the fingertip because it's a very, very small tube, not to use it with their forefingers. Try to spread it because it'll get absorbed, you know, in your fingers. Um, as soon as they do apply the picado, please tell them, wash your hands and wait 15 minutes before it dries and then they can go to bed. Typically, what I tell my patients, which does take five to 10 minutes, I've trained my medical assistants to really do the speech for me sometimes when I'm very busy, is when you're giving out picado, please tell them it's four or five important points. Make sure it's refrigerated. Make sure you do it before bedtime. If you take my um, husband, he would probably, you would be telling him to put it at 8 p.m. because he goes to bed so early. But normally people go to bed at 10. And you tell them at 10 o'clock you put it on, and then you take it off as early as 6 in the morning, get up, wash your face with warm water. Um, if they complain of severe pain and reactions or dryness, please tell them to use Aquaphor. That has helped. Or sometimes I even give them Neocellus or Hylotopic to help the dryness. Um, and uh, I think that's pretty much if you... If you tell them how, what to expect. I don't think you're going to get any phone calls saying, oh my God, I really had a bad, you know, ulcerations or break, uh, you know, I don't think I'm tolerating this medication well. So um, these are the tubes they show, three for the uh, face and scalp and two for the um, chest and extremity. This is just showing you, this is um, the other thing I give to the patients when I'm discharging them with my prescription. I usually have this, uh, you know, which we all have from Picado, from Leo. They have provided us with that, with the, the drug reps drops it off. This particular patient, I tell them this is a mild case and this is what you might expect. This is a moderate and this is severe. If a patient I think is going to fall in this category, I do tell them, please, if you see this reaction right about day four or five, please do not worry, do not freak out, that's normal. The more reaction if you're getting, that means that's how much sun damage you had and it's being treated. Next slide uh, that takes me here is just some take home points again. It's indicated for um, treatment of AK's face and scalp, 0.015%, once daily for three days, trunk and extremity, 0.05%, once daily for two days, uh, statistically significant uh, complete clearance rate versus vehicle was uh, versus the vehicle in uh, the three pivotal studies. Predictable time course of uh, resolutions for the uh, local skin reactions within two weeks for face, and for extremity and tongue, uh, it has been four weeks. And it's pretty consistent from what is my clinical experience that I've noticed two weeks pretty much for the face and four weeks um, for the trunk and extremities. 
systemic absorption uh, they observed was below the lower limit of quantification. Short dosing regimen, which is what uh, makes it very, very uh, easy to use. And efficacy was seen at day 57. Please remember, refrigerate Picado gel, do not freeze it. Wash your hands after application and protect the periorbital area from Picado exposure. If somebody is very, very naive, doesn't know exactly what this particular gel means or have never done a treatment of AK. I even tell them, think of protecting. Sometimes they'll say, when I'm treating the cheek, they will say, well, what do you mean, like, put it right about here? And I say, try to think of you wearing shades, and the area of the shades that protects your orbit is what you don't want to apply Picado around. So that kind of sort of helps them understand what limits I'm talking as far as the orbital area goes. Any questions? Please. Okay, that's a good question. Um, the way I have done, and I have some patients, if you believe it or not, they're on 16th round of Picado with me right now. The way I do is let's take... Somebody who has multiple AKs, you know, they come in, Fitz-type, Frederick-type 2, they have usually the ones that have a lot of damage on their face, technically also have damage on their hands. What I do is I start with the face, so I'll tell them, let's just do forehead, you know, this time. I give them a prescription for forehead, but at the same time, I also hit some of the AKs on the hands. So I'm getting a procedure, so my, you know, supervising physician is very happy with my uh, 1,700, you know, 17,003 codes going there. At the same time, patient, you know, at least feels like he got some treatment done because they have been traditionally used to getting cryosurgery. So that's what I do. Two weeks later, they come back. And then next thing I do is cheek area. So that's my second phase. Phase I cover in three phases. One, second round is here. Two weeks later, they come back. When they come back for this part, I evaluate their forehead, make sure there is no lesions that Picado was not able to cover, or sometimes I've seen that if there is an early squamous in situ coming up, it may not clear with it. I will, you know, hit it with like a cryo over there. Third visit when they come back, this is pretty much clear. I start with the lower part. So that's how I usually do the three rounds. At the same time, I also continue doing the cryo at the same time. It's new prescriptions because it's only two small tubes. I mean, three tubes. Yes. Have I done it personally? No. Can you do it? You could, but I think. Uh, just by reaction in itself with the Picado, you know, I think I've achieved phenomenal results. When I say one of my biggest, you know, the reason being that any time in past before Picado came in market, I had a hard time having these patients continue this long regimen because after... I have not initially when it came out in the market, it was a problem, but now with all the private insurances, I'm not having a hard time with the coverage. 
So as far as it's based out, and I will have somebody directed towards the end as far as when I go over the insurance and the copay and what, what it, and, you know, definitely I will go over that too. But I've not had it, and it's once a year, you're talking about three phases. It doesn't really give us a hard time, and at least in New York and New Jersey, I've not had a problem. So, all right. I'm going to start with um, Teclonex as my next uh, product that I'm going to talk about. Just a little data of... Uh, it's always made more sense to me when I had statistical numbers in my head. Uh, as much as I don't like research personally, but I do like the numbers, you know. So Teclonex is seven point, I mean, uh, sorry, Plexoras is, is 7.5 uh, million patients that suffer from it in U.S., which technically is only 2%. If you think about it, 7.5 million suffers with psoriasis, but it's only 2 million when you do the statistics as far as that. I see 2 per, I mean, sorry, 2% is uh, the population, which, but 2%, psoriasis being such a disfiguring skin disease, I think it makes it very difficult for patients to live with it. And um, I uh, do have a lot of patients, young patients with psoriasis that come in very frustrated with what they are going through. So unfortunately, I feel bad for those patients. One of my favorite product, obviously, is Taclonex uh, topical suspension. Reason being, which I'm going to go into detail, but today we are going to discuss the objectives. We'll discuss the management considerations for the patients with plexoriasis using a case-based profile. We'll review its safety and efficacy data for um, Taclonex in the content in the context of this patient profiles to help the clinicians make informed treatment decisions. We'll start with the first case here. Uh, it's uh, Oscar, who is a 58-year-old male with um, raised erythematous scaly pap uh, plaques covering his 10% body surface area. He presents to your office complaining of this problem of dry psoriatic plaques He's currently taking over-the-counter meds, and you know how it goes when you have a patient from another practice or before, they come with this bag of, like, all these creams that I've used and nothing works. And I must say, it's not always that it nothing works, it's just that they're not compliant because it's too many things, too many times you have to use it, and half the times when you start asking them more questions, then you realize, Oh, yeah, I did it. It started to work, but then you know what? I forgot and I stopped the treatment. So that's usually been my experience with the answers. This um, patient who is 58 year old, he uh, is obviously a professional with a very busy lifestyle, extensive medical history. He has psoriasis uh, that he has been suffering for on his scalp for eight years, elbow and leg negative for the psoriatic arthritis. He, however, does have some systemic other problems with uh, diabetes 2. He's on insulin therapy. He also has history of hepatitis C. Hypothyroidism, CHF, AFib, which obviously sums it up as saying he's on multiple other uh, PO medications. He, uh, previously he was also previously prescribed the treatment for psoriasis, which was oral. He did not uh, like, and he discontinued it. He's very overwhelmed with the management of his other diseases. He tends to have a negative outlook of his disease, but is obviously anxious to treat his psoriasis. So let's make the assessment of this particular patient. He's busy with uh, his very busy lifestyle. He has extensive medical history. 
how would you manage this patient? How would you counsel this patient regarding his disease? And what combination product would be appropriate? Why and why not? So the common patient concern, up to 80% of the patient requires a prescription for both body and plague, uh, scalp plague psoriasis. On an average, a patient tends to use 3.3 different topical therapies per year. They report less frequent application desired as primary reason for psoriasis treatment non-adherence. Teclonex, why does it make it so special? Well, because it's first of all to be used once daily, and it's a combination product in conjunction with the counseling of the treatment compliance, which may improve the patient's psoriasis. It is odorless and has almost like it's clear to off-white suspension. It doesn't really leave any residue upon application. In clinical trials, topical uh, suspension of, of the Teclonex topical suspension, it was uh, efficacious on the body, 29% of the patient had clear or almost clear disease as early as eight weeks of treatment with once a day dosing. Most common adverse side events were folliculitis and burning sensation, which typically we see with most steroids when, they, when upon use. And first and only steroid, which contains a topical product study, which has Establish the safety as a primary endpoint. So it's 52 weeks, the longest trial, longest or the largest study that has been um, observed over 52 weeks with safety profile, with once a day uh, dosing. The indication and use, it's indicated for the topical treatment of plague psoriasis of scalp and body in patients age 18 and older. It should be applied to the affected areas daily up to eight weeks. Treatment can be discontinued if you start to see improvement uh, or if it completely rather clears. Um, maximum weekly dose should not exceed more than 100 grams. It is not oral or for oral ophthalmic or intravaginal use. Should not be applied to face, axilla, groin, and should not be used if atrophy at the treatment site exists. So why is Teclonex such a special formula? Well, I don't know if many people knew, but calcipotrin, which is the vitamin D derivative, and the beta-methazone dipropionate, they both together, each one has its own way it likes to or, or, or survive in, in, in the environment. So here you take calcipotrin hydrate, which is technically gets very unstable, <clears throat> in the acidic environment, and hence it requires a buffering pH of 7.5, uh, 7, over 7.5. However, the reverse is true for beta-methazone dipropionate, which is unstable at alkaline aqueous environment and has optimum stability at approximately pH of 4 to 6. So how did Leo come up with the special formula that it, it maintains both these ingredients in the suspension. Even though they are both needing different pH levels to sustain. And that's why this formulation is special because it, they came up with a formulation that is non-aqueous as well as it is in a formulation of non-alcohol containing uh, formula. So that's why 
Technonext makes it very special where you don't have to use, um, you know, usually the Kelsey Portrin or Vectical or, you know, one of those because it already has it and makes patients much easier to use once a day. Compliance is much higher and um, the results as far as the clearance goes are as early as eight weeks. So this slide talks about the significant improvement of the um, IgA scores on the body. They did a, week, a study for four weeks and eight weeks. They compared Teclonex, which is right here. They compared bethamethasone by itself, calcipotrine by itself, and vehicle. And this was the same four uh, things they studied. At four weeks, you can see it had a complete or almost clear disease of 13 13%, 13.3, 12.5, 5.2, and 2.1, which is the vehicle. At eight weeks, they had 29% complete or almost clear disease, 21.5 for just if you had to use a steroid by itself, if you used only the calciportrin was 14.6, and the vehicle was 6.3. So just some slides showing. <clears throat> this is um, the back of the heel, right about the Achilles area. You have a baseline over here, which shows at four weeks. Subjectively, if I were to make a statement, it looks like at least 75% uh, resolved. Uh, this is just another picture showing some results of the knee, same thing right up here, and the four weeks looks pretty much in the same category of 80%, 75% resolved. And this is the elbow, pretty impressive at four weeks. Now, this is a study, they demonstrated the um, efficacy, like I said, as early as two weeks on the scalp. And uh, this data, what they did was, um, in trial one, they studied all the four, again, the same way, Taclonex, uh, Betamethasone, Kelsipotrin, and Vehicle. In the trial two, FDA did not require to study, again, with a vehicle or a control, or uh, rather uh, placebo. So the trial one, you can see, they had a 55.5% uh, that was um, clear. Uh, and that demonstrated, uh, you know, uh, as early as two weeks. Then you have 46.1%, 18.4 .4 and 9.5. At week eight, they had 70%, 63.1, 36.7, and 39.5. When they did a second trial, uh, it was 47, worse, and eight weeks was 67.2. 36.4 versus 59.6, 12.7 versus 41.0%. These are just some uh, examples of uh, demonstrating as early as two weeks clearance on the scalp. The baseline, two weeks and pretty much four weeks, it looks uh, pretty resolved. Uh, the um, in most clinical trials, they just observe the common adverse reaction of 1% or equal to were mainly folliculitis and burning sensations of the skin that I uh, usually notice with most of the steroids in my personal practice that I have, uh, you know, uh, noted. Teclonex uh, suspension, the safety profile for the body was very similar as scalp. 
Uh, again, no adverse reactions were noted in any more than 1% or equal, which were treated with the suspension and at a higher rate than uh, the vehicle. And the less common adverse reactions were, again, the same thing for the body was rash and folliculitis. When they um, saw the 52-week trial, when they did uh, the 52-week trial, the most they noted as far as the adverse uh, events was 3.6% um, of pruritus. 2.4% of uh, the patients uh, stated they had a relapse or whatever with the psoriasis. The erythema was 2.1%. Skin irritation was 1.4, and 1.2% of folliculitis was reported. So now, this is something I have to review with everybody because that's what FDA requires during the presentation of any steroid. Um, I'm just going to go over and just read it. Um, it's uh, basically hypercalcemia, hypocalciuria has been observed with the use of teclonex uh, topical suspension. If hypercalcemia or calciuria develops, discontinue the treatment until the parameters of the calcium metabolism have been normalized. Systemic absorption of the topical corticosteroids can produce reversible HPA axis suppression with the potential of clinical glucocorticosteroid insufficiency. Use of topical corticosteroid may require patients to be periodically evaluated for HPA suppression and calcium abnormalities. If HPA excess suppression is documented, attempt to withdraw the drug and reduce the frequency of application or substitute a less potent steroid. Cushing syndrome, hyperglycemia, unmasking latent diabetes mellitus can also result from systemic absorption of topical corticosteroids, which the years I've practiced have never seen one, but um, clinical trials. In clinical trials, most common side effects or adverse reactions that occurred in 1% or more patients treated with taclonex suspension and at a higher rate higher than in patients treated with vehicle were mainly folliculitis and the burning sensation of the skin. Other less common adverse reactions, which were less than 1%, but more than 0.1% were decreasing orders of incidence uh, of acne exacerbation of psoriasis, eye irritation, pustular rash, local adverse reactions, uh, which may include atrophy, stri, telangiectasia, burning, itching, irritation, dryness, folliculitis, acneform eruptions, hypopigmentation, perioral dermatitis, allergic contact derm, Secondary infection, malaria, and maybe more likely with occlusive use or potent corticosteroids. Some local reactions may be re irreversible. Taclonex suspension may cause eye irritation, so please avoid the exposure. Patients who do apply taclonex suspension to the exposed skin area should avoid excessive exposure of either natural or artificial sunlight, including the tanning boots and sun lamps. There are no adequate or well-controlled studies of teclonic suspensions in pregnant women. Um, in pregnant women, teclonic suspension should be used in pregnancy only, once again, if the potential benefit to the patient justifies the potential risk to the fetus. Because many drugs are excreted in human milk, caution should be exercised when teclonic suspension is administered to the nursing woman. Patients should be instructed not to use top uh, taclonic suspension on the breast while nursing. 
safety and effectiveness of the use of Teclonex topical suspension in pediatric patients have not been studied. So how to apply Teclonex suspension in three steps, once daily for body and scalp. Basically, just tell the patient to shake it up. It comes in actually two packages, uh, 60 and 120 grams. You um, shake up the bottle, squeeze it again on the fingertip just to gently apply to the body or scalp. Um, make sure that when they apply, I usually tell them to apply at nighttime. It just makes more sense, you know, before you go to bed, just apply it in the morning. You can wash it off uh, as far as the scalp or the body goes. Um, one thing to remember with the scalp, uh, especially where women get their chemical treatment done for their hair, that it should not be used within 12 hours of a chemical treatment. So that's one uh, point to note. Uh, it's now, like I said, available in a larger uh, package size of 120 grams. One topical uh, treatment for the body and scalp for plague psoriasis. Once daily application indicated up to eight weeks. You could stop earlier if there is a complete clearance. One product which combines, uh, combining the efficacy and safety profile of two active ingredients of uh, corticosteroid as well as vitamin uh, D analog. <clears throat> These are just uh, pictures, again, reminding of the uh, clearance, like you can see from the base, baseline to two weeks, baseline at four weeks, again, for the heel, baseline at four weeks. Some uh, key takeaway points, one topical treatment, both for body and scalp, plex, psoriasis. It keeps on saying that because I don't know if people remember scalp, uh, Teclonex was only indicated for scalp until last year of October. This October, we made it to one year of indication of body and uh, scalp, so. Once daily treatment, indicated up to eight weeks, combines the efficacy safety profile of two ingredients. Most common adverse uh, reactions in the clinical studies were folliculitis and burning sensation non-alcohol containing formulation that allows the application for both body and scalp. And one of the first and only steroid topical, um, I mean steroid containing topical product that has established safety as up to 52 weeks, which is very impressive. Which now brings me to the Leo Quality Care Copay Program. The objectives of to review the uh, what is the Leo Quality Care and Patient Savings Card programs for Picado Gel and Teclonex. It uh, what this is is you know Leo it basically connects the eligible patients to the helpful nurse who can answer the questions about Picado or Teclonex. After the enrollment, patients will be called by the registered nurse. Uh, patients may also contact a nurse at. The phone number indicator, which is 1855-CARE-LEO. Additionally, patients may have received also helpful communication by text, mail, or email. So LEO provides patients, uh, uh, you know, what patients can expect from the program. Well, you get a nurse support. They have a on, uh, LEO has an on-site nurse to help any questions of the product. You have... Um, Leo that would provide you with the tools to ha help educate the patient of the disease and the product safe uh, specific information, as well as the prescription savings card. This is what I, I'm sure we all are familiar with the copay cards, what they look like. You, you can pay as little as $25. 
In New York, for one of the insurances, which is $11.99, they paid zero copay for Picado. Um, each card is valid for six prescription fields for Picado uh, gel of uh, either 0.015% or 0.05%. For eligible patients with private health insurance, this card will cover up to 200 of the copay. Medicare, Medicaid, or under 18, which are not eligible, other restrictions and limitations may apply. And for patients who are not insured, this card can cover up to 250 of the cash price value. Patients should call the activation number that's on the front of the card prior to using uh, or visiting the, you know, prior to visiting the pharmacy. And uh, this is the card for Teclonex. Again, the same thing, they have six fields that is available per calendar year. Expiration date is 6-30-14 for this uh, copay card. Medicare, Medicaid, and under 18, again, not eligible. It covers actually 60 and 120 grams. I tend to write the 120 grams. It just makes more sense. You know, they get more out of the uh, uh, feel for the prescription. Uh, maximum benefit of 300 off per prescriptions. Commercially insured patient copay pays up to 300 that are fully that are covered in full, and the cash-paying patients 300 off the retail price. All right. At this point, I can take some questions. If anybody has any questions about uh, Picado or Teclonex, please. For the hypercalciuria. I personally have never had that, or patients, you know, how have they reported? It's one of those things that they had to be reported per FDA guidelines. Um, I have not had any particular clinical experience with that as far as seeing any patients. However, I can ask Eugenia to direct it and see if you had any case reported that they had to report for the hypercalciuria, I mean, uh, calcium, uh, calcium deposits. Yeah, but personally, you know, like I've never really dealt with it or had to address it unless um, something was completely or they had a very high, you know, systemic problem issues and I'm checking blood work for other reasons. So any other questions? Uh, anybody uh, with any questions as far as Picado or use of, you know, either of the products? Somebody had a question about the prescriptions and how many is it covered? I remember uh, how many, I think you had a question, right? About the, how many times you can, well, uh, like I said, they have the card does fill up to six fields um, of the Picado, you know, and Teclonex. I personally, uh, every now and then I would have a problem if I was giving it simultaneously both, again, that's off label, but I have treated Sometimes, because it covers a small area, I have treated the face and the chest at the same time. If the patient, you know, has been exposed to Picado before and they know about it and what to expect, and they want it done in one shot, like a few times only coming to the office. So, and those also have never, I've never had a problem that the patient had a hard time getting filled the prescriptions, even though I wrote it for the face and the chest at the same time, so. All right, I must have been pretty good. No questions at this point, that sounds good. Thank you guys, thank you very much.